BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time for Justice Matters with former federal prosecutor and MSNBC analyst, Glenn Kirshner. While Donald Trump is being prosecuted in New York, we're also watching the classified documents case out of Mar-a-Lago. Glenn explains there are some interesting new developments. So friends, keeping track of all of Donald Trump's criminal investigations and prosecutions is going to have us all working overtime. I, for one, don't mind putting in the extra hours. Well, now there's some new reporting that takes us from New York, where Donald Trump is being prosecuted, back down to Florida, to Mar-a-Lago for Donald Trump's classified documents crimes. Here is the new reporting from the Washington Post. Headline, Justice Department said to have more evidence of possible obstruction at Mar-a-Lago. And that article begins, Justice Department and FBI investigators have amassed fresh evidence pointing to possible obstruction by former President Donald Trump in the investigation into top secret documents found at his Mar-a-Lago home, according to people familiar with the matter. The additional evidence comes as investigators have used emails and text messages from a former Trump aide to help understand key moments last year, said the people who, like others interviewed for this article, spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss an ongoing criminal investigation. The new details highlight the degree to which special counsel Jack Smith's investigation into the potential mishandling of hundreds of classified national security papers at Trump's Florida home and private club has come to focus on the obstruction elements of the case, whether the former president took or directed actions to impede government efforts to collect all the sensitive records. The Trump investigation team has spent much of its time focusing on events that happened after Trump's advisors received a subpoena in May, demanding the return of all documents with classified markings, the people familiar with the matter said. Smith is trying to determine if Trump or others mishandled national security documents and if there's enough evidence to ask a grand jury to charge him with obstructing the investigation. And then the Washington Post article includes a helpful recap of some of the other criminal investigations of Donald Trump, which I'll include here, just for fun. The Mar-a-Lago investigation is one of four separate criminal probes involving Trump, who is campaigning for another term in the White House. Trump has been indicted by a New York grand jury that heard evidence about money paid to adult film actress Stormy Daniels during his 2016 presidential campaign. He's also being investigated by the Justice Department and the state prosecutor in Georgia over efforts to block Joe Biden's victory in the 2020 election. In the classified documents case, federal investigators have gathered new and significant evidence 
that after the subpoena was delivered, Trump looked through the contents of some of the boxes of documents in his home, apparently out of a desire to keep certain things in his possession, the people familiar with the investigation said. Investigators now suspect, based on witness statements, security camera footage, and other documentary evidence, that boxes including classified material were moved from a Mar-a-Lago storage area after the subpoena was served, and that Trump personally examined at least some of those boxes, these people said. While Trump's team returned some documents with classified markings in response to the subpoena, a later FBI search found more than 100 additional classified items that had not been turned over. So friends, let's recap. One of the challenges with bringing an obstruction of justice case against Donald Trump was always going to be proving that Donald Trump personally was aware that the documents were being retained unlawfully in violation of the grand jury subpoena directing that they be returned to the federal government. But now, the sequence of events seems to be one, the grand jury, as part of its criminal investigation, subpoenas Donald Trump for the return of those classified documents, for return of all the records that he should not have taken with him from the White House down to Mar-a-Lago. We can call it what it is. He stole those government records because they were supposed to go from the White House to the National Archives. So one, the subpoena is issued for the return of those classified documents. Two, apparently boxes are then moved from a storage facility at Mar-a-Lago so Donald Trump could review them. Three, Donald Trump puts his grubby little paws all over the documents, inferentially, sort of saying, these are the ones I want to keep. And four, an FBI search warrant then finds that Donald Trump unlawfully retained more than a hundred of those classified documents. And that, my friends, equals obstruction of justice. So yes, the justice snowball is gaining mass, it's gaining speed, it's gaining momentum, multiple criminal investigations and cases into Donald Trump are coming together. You know, if I were an artist, I would draw that snowball of justice with you know, just two little hands sticking out of it, maybe the end of a long red tie and a little tuft of bleached blonde hair because that snowball is rolling downhill. And boy, is Donald Trump caught up in it. And we're here for all of it, aren't we? Because justice matters. Coming up next, Glenn looks ahead in the future to explain what the Trump trials might look like. This is Justice Matters. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Now that the Trump investigation phase has ended, we're now beginning the trial phase. What issues will be discussed prior to the trial? Here's Glenn. So friends, it's about six o'clock on a Saturday morning. I just finished a quick MSNBC appearance with my friend Katie Fang. You know, there are so many legal issues to discuss, to unpack, to break down. Now that things have moved from the investigative phase into a new phase, the Trump trials. And you know, it's never too early for a little bit of justice, right? So what I wanna do is just take a few minutes to touch on a couple of legal issues that we see bubbling up that we hear discussed by Donald Trump's defense team. Now, let me start by saying, uh, it looks like the person who's taking the lead in this go round, this criminal case against Donald Trump is a guy named Joe Takapina. And, you know, when you read up on his background, he represents rap artists. He apparently owns a soccer team. He, you know, sort of has all the credentials you look for in a quality criminal defense attorney. And he's making the rounds on TV, right, defending Donald Trump in the court of public opinion. He'll be singing a very different tune when he's in a court of law. He won't be saying much of what you see him saying now on TV because it looks like, you know, he is deploying both facts and alternative facts to defend his client, Donald Trump. So what I'm going to try to do is redouble my efforts and put out a series of short videos, perhaps more than one a day, trying to take on the legal or pseudo-legal arguments that are being thrown into the public square to try to see, you know, what might stick. Some of what we're seeing, for example, is this complaint that it looks like Donald Trump has been charged with 30 crimes. Oh my God, this is a travesty. They are unduly multiplying the crimes. And people are complaining about how, what, do the prosecutors, you know, bring a separate count in the indictment, charge a separate crime for every check Donald Trump writes? Yes, because that's the way it's done. Friends, I drafted hundreds and hundreds of indictments over my 30 years as a prosecutor. And when you have a defendant, somebody like Donald Trump, remember, let's not call him former President Trump anymore because he has earned a new title, Defendant Trump. That's what I'll be calling him moving forward. When somebody like Defendant Trump is involved in a criminal scheme, like these hush money payments to, you know, bury from the American voters deeply damaging information, you know, to try to retain some credibility as a candidate running for office. When you're involved in this kind of criminal scheme and you're writing check after check after check, reimbursing your co-conspirator 
Michael Cohen, who made the payments out of his own pocket, and then Donald Trump was writing him reimbursement checks falsely, fraudulently, criminally, claiming they were business deductions, legal fees. No, they were hush money payments. What prosecutors will do is they will charge each check as a crime, each check as a false business record, among other potential crimes. Why do we do that? Because what we don't do is say, well, you know what? Over the course of a year, defendant Trump wrote a whole bunch of checks to Michael Cohen, and we're going to dump them all into one criminal charge. No. Why? Well, that would give the defendant the opportunity, indeed the responsibility, to file something called the Bill of Particulars, saying, you can't put all those all those checks in one criminal count, you've got to break them all out separately so we can defend against each one separately, so we can be on notice of precisely what we need to defend against. So when a guy like Joe Takapina, when he's taking time away from his soccer team and representing rap artists, starts to make these inane claims that there's something wrong with charging each check in a separate criminal count in an indictment, those are alternative facts. And I hope people will see through, you know, what he is saying in the court of public opinion, because he will be making very different claims when he's in a court of law. One other thing I want to take on, because I have heard some folks talk about, what about the statute of limitations? Hasn't it expired? Now, a statute of limitations is basically the time frame in which a criminal charge must be brought. So if I committed a crime 20 years ago, but the statute of limitations says if I'm going to be prosecuted for that crime, the prosecutors must bring a charge within five years of the crime or it has timed out. The time has expired. The statute of limitations has run. That is what the statute of limitations is. And people say, well, wasn't this too long ago? Hasn't the five-year statute of limitations in New York expired such that Donald Trump can't be charged with these crimes? No, because under New York law, specifically New York Criminal Procedural Law Section 30.10, for those of you keeping score at home, it says that the statute of limitations pauses. It stops running for all periods of time that, quote, the defendant was continuously outside the state, the state of New York. So trust me, friends, the prosecution team, the team that District Attorney Alvin Bragg has working on the Trump trial, this particular Trump trial, has done a deep dive into the law, has applied the facts as they know them, and they have accounted for all of these legal arguments and they will defeat them easily because Donald Trump was continuously outside the state for much of the time between when he committed these crimes in 2016 in the run-up to the, the election and the time he was indicted. So people will yell and scream about all sorts of things. This was charged wrong. This violates the statute of limitations. This was a political witch hunt. All of that will be rejected by the trial judge. All of that will melt 
away. And friends, just to finish up the statute of limitations discussion, remember the Harvey Weinstein trial in New York that was also handled by the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. Harvey Weinstein, the Hollywood mogul who was charged with all sorts of sexual offenses that had happened long ago. Well, the statute of limitations issue was raised by Harvey Weinstein. It was litigated. And even though the offenses had happened more than five years ago, because Harvey Weinstein was continuously outside the state of New York, the statute of limitations argument failed when Weinstein's defense team tried to argue it. Happens to be one of the issues on appeal presently. I suspect it will also be rejected on appeal the way it was rejected by the judge in the trial court. So, friends, what we're going to try to do together as we move into this new phase, the Trump trials, is debunk in as close to real time as we can all of these claims, you know, whether based on facts or alternative facts that are offered up, that are thrown into the public square, you know, hoping they will explode and fool some of the people some of the time. And we'll try to keep our eye on the ball, that is on truth, on accuracy, on accountability, and on justice. Because justice matters. And friends, you know, I intentionally use the term the Trump trials, plural, because the first indictment has dropped on Donald Trump's head and there will be more to come. I strongly suspect and believe to my core we will see federal indictments of Donald Trump for both the insurrection and the Mar-a-Lago documents crimes. We will see Georgia District Attorney Fawny Willis indict Donald Trump for soliciting election fraud and a host of other crimes that he committed in Georgia in his efforts to steal that piece of the election. So yes, strap in folks because we've got the Trump trials that will be unfolding for the next few years. That's okay. You know, justice doesn't expire. We're here for all of it. Friends, as always, please stay safe, please stay tuned. And I very much look forward to talking with you again soon. For more on Glenn, go to Glenn Kirshner 2 on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. This is Justice Matters.